<sighs> Guys, I just started my period and typically I know when it's coming, but lately I don't know when it's coming. And I think that's because I haven't been dating in a while. Like typically when I'm emotionally involved with someone, I know exactly when my period is coming. Like I can feel it coming. Like my emotions start getting rattled up. Like I start to become like super, super, super moody. And I guess because I'm not emotionally involved with anyone, I just don't know when my period is coming, which I think is really funny. I don't know if anyone can resonate with this or agrees with me. Like when you're dating someone and you start your period, you know, because you're like, why am I crying? on a Tuesday night and then you're like, oh, Wednesday morning, <laughs> that's why. So I don't know, I haven't been able to like figure out when my period is coming. Like I don't even remember the last time I had a period. It just like will come out of nowhere. I was walking home with a friend, they were walking me home and I could like feel it happening. And I'm like, oh shit. But I feel like that's the most misfortunate part about being a woman is when it comes. Like when Mrs. Flow comes at the most inopportune moments, like, first of all, why would you come while I was out of the house? For one, two, the second worst time for Miss Flow to show up and deliver you your monthly bag of blood is when you're asleep. Like you want to show up while I'm sleeping, while I'm asleep, while I'm asleep and like 100% disarmed, you want to show up so I wake up in a puddle of blood? Like, it's not fair. It's not okay. Or when she shows up right as you're waking up. I don't know, TMI guys, but if you can relate with me, you know, when that period shows up, you're like, what the hell are you doing here? It's just really annoying. And I, I wouldn't track my period. I'm not the kind of person that like tracks my period because I don't care that much. And like, I feel like it's a lot of work, right? Like you get your period and then you have to like go tell the computer that you got your period. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I'm already cramping. I've had the worst cramps since getting older. I get the worst cramps ever, like debilitating. Like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to move. I don't want to leave the house. Like, my periods are so heavy. I can't help it if I've got a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. Yeah, I can't do this. I don't have a wide set vagina, but I definitely have a heavy flow. I'm just over it. But yeah, guys, I started my period. If you started your period, then you understand. I'm going to be popping Advil every hour on the hour. I'm kidding. I'm not going to OD. But I'm going to be popping four Advils every four hours for the next five days because I just don't want to feel anything. I feel like they need like a stronger like morphine, Tylenol 3 drug to prescribe women on their periods because it's actually really painful. And I don't think we talk about it enough. A lot of us are walking in pain all day and nobody knows. A lot of us are leading meetings in pain bleeding 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 i'm just over it luckily my period hasn't been bad but i just started it i don't know tomorrow i'm in the office so i'm nervous <sighs> but yes i'm on my period i just wanted to share ladies 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 we need to stop hating on Meghan markle stop hating Meghan Markle. I remember I was probably in college when Meghan Markle first, you know, became the talk of the town. And I hated her. 
I hated her. I didn't know what it was, but I just did not like her. In fact, I do know what it was. She's like this really beautiful woman, has it all together. And for some reason, that just like made me not like her. And I don't know if it was like because of the keratin treatments. I'm not sure what it was, but I just didn't like her. I think because maybe at face value, she gives like beauty queen, like gorgeous, says the right things, but like where's the humanity? Probably right after Meghan Markle and Harry got married, I was out having lunch with a friend and we were talking about it and I was like, oh, I don't really like her. And she's like, excuse me. She's like, what we're not going to do is hate the first black royal in modern history. And from that point on, it really clicked. We are not going to hate the first black royal in modern day history. That's just not what we're going to do. I feel like because Meghan Markle is biracial, she really has the opportunity to ruffle a lot of feathers, right? Like the white people don't like her and black people don't like her. White people will say something like, well, you know, she knew exactly what she was doing when she married the prince. And, you know, I don't know why she's complaining as if Meghan Markle conjured some witchcraft and like some voodoo doll to marry the prince. And then you have black people and they're like, well, I mean, she doesn't even want to be black. She gets keratin treatments and she didn't even know what racism was until she married the prince. And I just feel like all hate towards Meghan Markle is rooted in some form of racism, whether it's realized or unrealized. I mean, think about it. Internalized racism, colorism, Eurocentric beauty standards, linguistic racism, um, implicit racial bias. I could keep going prejudice. Like, what did Meghan Markle do to you? She didn't do anything to me. Like, what did Meghan Markle really do? Be like this beautiful, slim, well-spoken, successful woman that like led an entire life before she met the prince. And then the second she decided to marry him, get this, the white side of her family sold her like property to the media. I am sick and tired of listening to people without an ounce of color sit on the internet and villainize this black woman while everybody else sits there and claps or chimes in and says, oh, I just don't like her. Oh, I don't know what it is about her. It's because she's biracial. It's because she's black and she's white. So if you're black, you hate her. And if you're white, you hate her. That's just what it is. Let's be real. She is quite literally everything that people are fighting for and everything that people are fighting against. Integration. Quite literally. She is the epitome of integration. Um, But no, yeah, I am a thousand percent unsubscribing from anyone that is going to hate on Meghan Markle because I think it's stupid and she really didn't do anything. I think everyone should take some time and really think, why do I hate Meghan Markle so much? You're probably racist. Honestly, black, white, whoever you are, you're probably a racist. So it's January and you know January is or should be rather International Faux Wellness Month because everybody's trying to keep up, everyone's trying to get back on their quote unquote grind. Equinox apparently doesn't do January, they don't believe in January, but talk in the town is I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat green, I'm going to be so healthy this year. And yes, I feel the pressure. However, I have to run a podcast, okay? I have to sit here and talk every week. Then I have to go edit things. So I'm not putting any pressure on myself to eat grass. It's just not happening. But you know who is putting the pressure on? 
You know what's putting the pressure on for me to go eat grass and be super thin? The internet, Instagram, celebrities, influencers. It used to be all about big booty bitches. Now it's all about the 90s Kate Moss heroin chic. Look at Khloe Kardashian. And while I understand that Khloe Kardashian was publicly damned as being the fat sister for years, and I cannot imagine what that does to your psyche and your body image, um, but look at Khloe Kardashian. She is so damn thin. I mean, look at the people on the internet that we're praising. They are stick thin, which do what you want to do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to do this, not to do that. However, I do feel like Khloe Kardashian's dramatic weight loss is dangerous and inappropriate, specifically because she is an influencer who makes a living off of her body image. So she's selling her body image. It's not like she's laser thin and she's running a tech company. No, 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 no. She's laser thin and she's telling you to be laser thin. And she is in some spaces, the beauty standard. I know the girls are quote unquote working out and getting healthy, but honestly, people don't really care if you're healthy. Like people, consumers, brands do not care if you're actually healthy as long as you can sell the healthy lifestyle, right? Like as long as you're thin, you have full collagen, tight skin, then it's it's a look. I don't give a shit how you got there. And most of these people are taking photos of celery juice all day, never had a sip of the celery juice, are telling you about their workout regimen. They haven't worked out in weeks. Um, I just think the whole wellness and like health kick is such a game. And obviously we know the rich and the famous can look healthy a lot quicker than the rest of us. So I took it upon myself to compile a list of how the wealthy are staying quote unquote healthy with these drugs and beauty treatments because we all know, we all know that these bitches are not in the gym and that these bitches are not eating grass for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So let's get into this list. Guys, at the top of my list is the celebrity and housewife weight loss sensation Ozempic. And if you don't know what Ozempic is, you either live under a rock or you are on the wrong side of the internet. Because I spent hours and hours and hours going down a rabbit hole on Ozempic. You probably heard about Ozempic back in May of 2022 because while Kim K said she was in a calorie deficit, not eating carbs and wearing a sweatsuit for her Matt Gala Marilyn Monroe moment, rumor has it that she was actually taking weekly shots of Ozempic to lose the weight super, super quickly. So I heard about Ozempic through the grapevine and obviously went on a TikTok deep dive. I met a lot of women that are on Ozempic because they were overweight, um, but also read a lot of stories from women who are not overweight taking Ozempic so they could lose, I don't know, 35 pounds in like two months. It's real, guys. It is real. I'm going to tell you what Ozempic is. If you're not familiar, you can do a quick Google search, but I'm going to give you all the tea on Ozempic. So according to an article by The Cut, Ozempic is an injectable diabetes drug made of semaglutide. Remember that word, semaglutide. It can lower your blood sugar and spur insulin production. 
It also slows digestion and makes you feel fuller for longer, which means weight loss is a common side effect. Now, Ozempic is being prescribed off-label by a lot of doctors. It hasn't been approved by the FDA to deal with like chronic weight management, but it is being prescribed off-label. So it was made as a diabetes drug. Now it's being prescribed off-label to help with weight loss. But honestly, doctors do it all the time. Think about the drug Zoloft. Zoloft is an antidepressant, right? Now, what you didn't know is that Zoloft is also prescribed off-label to help your mans who's coming too quickly come a little slower. (laughs) So it's prescribed for men who are suffering from premature ejaculation. Some guys have an issue where they barely stick it in and all it's all over the place. So doctors prescribe Zoloft, which is an antidepressant to those men, and it helps them deal with that and they can last longer. So it's not rare and it is very common for drugs to be prescribed off-label. Now, Ozempic is one of three brands of semaglutide. Remember I said, remember that word, semaglutide? So the actual drug is called semaglutide, but the brand is Ozempic. So there's Ozempic, or you may have heard of um, Mangiorno, then there's Wagave, and these are all weekly injectable forms of semaglutide. So every week, the girls, the guys, whoever are using a meth-like needle to inject semaglutide either into their stomach or their thigh and after my research i realized that if you inject semaglutide into your stomach it can cause you to have like nausea you could be like throwing up all the time or you're like mad constipated so people are injecting it into their thighs so that they're not having to deal with those issues as the side effect for injecting the semaglutide into their stomach People are losing like 10 pounds in two weeks of taking semaglutide. And again, it's because it makes you feel full faster and longer. So it takes less food to be satisfied. I mean, think about it like this. If I ate a piece of bread and I was taking shots of semaglutide, that bread would probably fill me up for the entire day. And so of course in two weeks, I'm gonna lose 10 pounds because I only had one piece of bread. It literally tricks your body into thinking you're full or makes your body feel like you're full. So you can eat a lot less and be satisfied all day, ready to go. So honestly, it really sounds like a saving grace drug. Um, Would I take it? We'll get into that later. So Ozempic, Majorno, Wagave, these are all the brand names. This is what you're going to hear on the internet, right? It's a new drug, so it's not covered by insurance and it'll run you anywhere from $1,500 a month for you know those weekly injectables. People like Elon Musk have admitted to using it. This one woman asked him on Twitter, she was like, you look ripped and amazing, what's your secret? And he responds to her and he's like, fasting, dot, 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 and Wagovi. Word on the street is that Mindy Kaling is having weekly injectable parties um, so that no one has to inject themselves. So it's like a thing, it is like fully a thing. And people are dropping weight like shits. Okay, they are getting so thin so quickly. My opinion on the drug. So now that you know what semaglutide is, Ozempic, Majorno, Wagovi, you know what it is. Would I try it? Fuck no. These people are going to start dropping like flies. I get it. Obviously, everyone wants like a quick little cheat code and the rich and the famous have all the capital and all the access to do those types of things. But are you guys familiar with Fenfen? Ask your mom about Fenfen. In the 90s, there was this drug. It's called Fenfen. 
It was two components. So the first fen was fenfluramine. The second fen was fentermine. If you watch White Chicks, then you've heard of the fen fen twins, those skinny little blondes. And look, there they are. Fen-Fen twins. Yes, they were called the Fen-Fen twins because they were these stick skinny little blondes. And in the 90s, Fen-Fen was all the rave. Ask your mom, your mother has taken Fen-Fen. These women were dropping like 30 pounds in weeks. Like it kind of acted like Adderall. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken an amphetamine, but makes your heart start racing, suppresses your appetite. You're super, super, super productive. You can't sit down. Um, and that's basically what Fen-Fen did. My mom actually, story time, my mom actually took Fen-Fen. Word on the street was it can make you lose weight really quickly. So my mom went to her doctor. She had all this baby weight from having my big sister. And the doctor would prescribe you a three-month prescription for Fen-Fen. Within those three months, you would lose anywhere from like 15 to 20 pounds. Like it was drastic how these women were losing weight. My mom was taking it and she was like, Kim, at the time I was working the night shifts at the hospital and she was like, I would take Fen-Fen, I would go to work, I would work my shift, and then I would have so much energy that I'd be like, oh, hey, um, is there any is there any more work for me to do? Um, do you want me to cover your shift? <laughs> like my mom said her heart would just be like beating out of her chest. She was like, she started losing so much weight and then she lost her Fen-Fen prescription. Like she couldn't find it to go get it filled. And so when she went back to the doctor, to get a new prescription, she found out she was pregnant with me. So if my mother kept taking Fen-Fen while pregnant with me, there is a chance I would not be audibly speaking right now. And let me tell you why. In 1997, the FDA banned Fen-Fen because it caused heart disease and one third of the users. So they banned it. They banned it. And this is what could potentially happen with Ozempic. They could find out that it's linked to like brain tumors and they're going to ban it. So I am the kind of person that I wouldn't jump on bandwagons just so quickly. And also like I don't need to lose a shit ton of weight. But even if I did, like I would be really scared to do such a thing because back in the 90s, bitches were dying to lose weight, literally dying to lose weight. Like, I want you to text your mom right now and say, hey mom, did you ever try Fen-Fen? Or hey mom, what do you know about Fen-Fen? And she'll probably have a story. She'll either tell you, oh, my best friend was on it, or oh my God, I I ate that shit up. Yeah, yeah, ladies, it was a thing. Fen-Fen was a thing. So the same way Ozempic and all these semaglutides are a thing, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna go down that route to lose weight. But like I said, wealth is health and the wealthy are getting quote unquote healthy with Ozempic. Next on my list of wealth is health, the Morpheus laser. It's this non-surgical skin tightening laser that uses microneedling and radio frequency and it just like tightens your body. And since a part of being healthy is having tight skin, this is what the ladies are doing. You can use the laser on your face, your neck, your abdomen, your arms, your thighs, your elbows, and your knees. It costs $1,000 per session, and 
you need four treatments. So it's $4,000 to see any results, but you'll be nice and tight and you never even had to work out to get it. It's extremely painful. And Morgan Stewart said that she got it on her chin, her cheeks, her forehead, and her stomach. Looking at Morgan Stewart, A, she can do no wrong. I stand Morgan Stewart. I love everything about her. I love her honesty. I love her candor. I love her style. And I love her face, including her nose. I love it all. But however, I have never seen her do like a get ready with me. Like I've never seen her up close and personal. So I don't know if she needs it or what the results look like of it. I think it's just like when you have so much money, you kind of just like try a bunch of shit. Like if I had a bunch of money and I could get some tightening on my tummy, I would probably get some tightening on my tummy just for the fucking hell of it. It's like getting, uh, I don't know, your lashes done. Oh, I just want to see what it looks like. Yeah. I would go and be like, yeah, I'll take the Morpheus 8 to get my tummy tight and see what it looks like. I don't know if she needs it or what the results look like on her because she could do no wrong. And also, I've never like really seen unfiltered Morgan Stewart. So I DK, but I love her. And she said that she does it. Another person who has admitted to using Morpheus laser is obviously the holy grail, the woman who invents probably half of these beauty treatments, Kim Kardashian. I was going to say Kim Kardashian West. Wow. 2023. It's Kim K. That's it. She uses it. Again, she said it was extremely painful, but looking at Kim Kardashian without makeup because she does get readies with me and she's naked half the time on the internet and like you can really see what this woman looks like. She looks like she is just like, like if you took a piece of skin and you just stretched it, that's what she looks like. And while I love Kim, I love the Kardashian clan. Like I love what they mean for women in business. Um, in terms of the beauty standards that they perpetuate, can't stand it, don't follow them on Instagram, um, but I love them for their business savvy. Back to Kim Kardashian as someone who has admitted to using Morpheus 8. It looks really tight. It looks like she might crack. It Honestly, she looks like a vampire from Twilight. Love her, she's amazing, but she looks frozen. So would I get it? Probably not. Do I have the money to get it? Absolutely not. But yes, that's Morpheus 8. That's how these bitches are saying so tight. Okay, this next one completely shocked me. So if you came to my panel over the summer with Allure, I had Amira Despain, who is like a TikTok beauty influencer, like creator. She is fucking amazing and she has all the tea on beauty secrets. So I asked her, I'm like, hey girl, like what are these girls doing that they're not telling us? Okay, like what are they actually doing? And she's like, oh, all that clear skin. She's like cortisone shots. And I was like, what the fuck is a cortisone shot? Like I'd never heard of a cortisone shot. So apparently what the girlies are doing, when they get a pimple, they run to their dermatologist and they pay about $300 to get a shot of cortisone into the pimple and it disappears. Either within 24 hours or like three days, the pimple goes away. So Amira was like, typically what people will do is if they have like a big appearance or you know they're filming something and they get a pimple, an unlikely pimple, they'll go to the derm and be like, hey, can I get a cortisone shot? and then it goes away. So I was doing my research, obviously, and cortisone is a steroid. It's considered the dermatological nuclear weapon. And basically, not only does it make pimples go away faster, but the benefit of getting the cortisone shot is that the less time your skin spends inflamed by the pimple, right? Like, cause it's all stretched out and it's really painful. The less time it does that, 
the less hyperpigmentation you're gonna have, right? So you know when you get pimples and then all of a sudden you have hyperpigmentation because like your skin was in so much distress for so long? With the cortisone shot, not only does your pimple go away for $300, but you also benefit from not getting hyperpigmentation. I can't imagine me personally needing to do that. I also don't really get that many pimples. I really only get pimples when I'm eating like horribly. Like I was eating Oreos, I kid you guys not, for seven days straight. And I had the biggest pimple on my cheek for doing that. So I am really blessed in the sense that I don't typically get pimples. But like if I was going to the Met Gala, I would a thousand percent run to my dermatologist, which I don't have one yet because I don't need one yet, but I should get one. Um, I would a thousand percent run to a dermatologist and get a cortisone shot. So yeah, I did not know that was a thing. And when she told me that, my mouth dropped to the ground. I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, ladies, it's a thing. That's how their skin's so clear all the time. 300 bucks and you can have clear skin day, night. Never have a pimple again. That star shit, you don't need that star shit. Go to your dermatologist. $300, it's gone. Wealth is health, baby. And while we are on the internet and feeling so much pressure by these women who are, you know, taking their weekly Ozempic shots and getting cortisone shots so that their skin is super clear and can't forget about Morpheus 8 laser to make sure your skin is nice and tight, let's not succumb to these pressures to look like them. Because while they're telling you to drink celery juice eight times a day and buy their vitamin supplements... They're not even drinking celery juice eight times a day or taking their own vitamin supplements. Wealth is health at the end of the day. So let's not pressure ourselves to look like someone that paid $50,000 to look like that. All right, enough about beauty cheat codes from someone that can hardly, unfortunately, afford half of those. Although I do have my own beauty cheat code for you later in this episode, so keep listening. You guys DM me your juiciest confessions and questions. So I was like, I need a segment in my show where I answer them live on the podcast. So welcome to Confession Session. Now, if you asked this question or sent in this confession, listen closely because this one is for you. I just want to preface, the first one is going to piss you off if you are a black woman. All right, here it is. I'm dating a black man who says he's never dated a black woman before. It's a no for me. It's a no for me. As a black woman, if I were dating a black man and he said, I have never dated a black woman before, it's just a no for me. Like, I don't date men that don't date black women period. I don't date men that think I'm the exception. Oh, I've never dated a black woman before, or you are the first black woman that I found attractive, or you are the first black woman that, no, the first, the first, the first, the first. If I'm not the first lady, I don't want to be the first anything, okay? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. If you don't value black women, then you don't value me. And I'm not about to sit here in this relationship and teach you my value. So you need to go back into the world, take a critical race theory course. But dating me is not going to be your history lesson, nor is it going to be your lesson on the value of black women and all the magic that we carry. So I personally would not be dating a black man or any man that has never dated a black woman or has never been attracted to a black woman. A black man specifically that's never dated a black woman, absolutely not, because he probably doesn't love his mom. And if he doesn't love his mom, how the fuck is he supposed to love me? It's just not gonna work out. Confession number two. 
Should I tell my girlfriend about the one-time hookup with a guy? <laughs> my first counter question to this confession is, define hookup. Was it a kiss? Was it a bend and snap? What do you mean by hookup? Regardless of what, that's just me being nosy and wanting to get into your business. Um, yes, absolutely. In fact, I, as a woman, ask every man if he's ever been with a guy. I just need to cross all my T's and dot all my I's. I just want to know. Like, women just want to know. So typically, I'll say something like, very open-ended, I'm not judging you because I'm really not. I'm really not. But it is something that I need to know sooner rather than later. So this is how I say it for the ladies that are listening and they feel like they could potentially be dating a man that sleeps with other men. This is what I say. So like, have you ever been with a guy? And then they're going to say no. And I'm going to be like, really? Why not? Like never? Because what I want you to feel is like I'm open to the idea if it did happen. I definitely do not want you to feel judged in the conversation. Like I don't want you to feel like I'm going to run away crying, kicking and screaming because you told me you hooked up with a guy. In fact, one time I was dating this guy. He was a photographer. He was an artist, photographer, like came from a family of artists. Um, Not that that has anything to do with this story, but I just thought I would give the background. He was also from New York, if that helps. So I asked him, I'm like, oh, like, have you ever been with a guy? And he was like, I've never been with a guy. But one time I was hanging out with my friend and we were doing all these drugs and it was just us. And like, I don't know, we just had like this strong urge to kiss and we like leaned in and kissed and it was just really weird, really awkward. Definitely not for me. Like it was it was so weird. And honestly, I dated that guy for probably three months after he told me that. I just didn't care. I definitely think that there is a double standard. Like women are allowed to be sexually explorative while men aren't. And I understand the double standard and I really don't think it's fair. Like, do I want to be with a guy that likes to be with other men? No. Why? Because I'm a jealous woman. And like, while I can take these women, I cannot take these men. Like I cannot compete where I do not compare. And I do not compare to a man. However, I do think that we need to give men more grace to be more open about their sexual exploration. Like it just is what it is. I feel like women have so much more freedom to explore who they are. And for men, straight men specifically, they don't. And I think that does suck. Um, but you know, it is what it is. To answer the question, should I tell my girlfriend about a one-time hookup with a guy? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, she should have known this before she was your girlfriend, but here you guys are. So yes, you should tell her and deal with whatever those consequences are. What I want to leave all of you guys with is maybe to give these men a little bit more grace so that they can tell the truth, right? Because no is not always the right answer, okay? Like the truth is the right answer. So let's give men a little bit more grace and a little bit more space to tell us these things so that they don't feel like they're getting judged. You know, is it the most masculine thing for a man to kiss another man? No, it's not. But look at where masculinity has gotten us. We are literally dying under the foot of masculinity as women. 
our rights are getting stripped away from us due to toxic masculinity. So let's give these men a little bit more grace to tell us whether, if, when, how, whatever the case may be, they explored or want to explore their sexuality, honestly. And that's a whole conversation for another day. And that's all I'm going to leave you with. Next confession. I'm considering getting a sugar daddy, but IDK what my friends will think. Honey, sweetie baby, what your friends don't know won't kill them. I don't even think it needs to be a conversation with your friends. You need to look in the mirror and say, if I have sex for money, how am I going to feel in the morning? If you're going to be okay with it, then do it. But just know that is what you're doing. So A, Will your friends be okay with it? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Are you okay with it? Like, this is not a conversation with your friends. This is a conversation with you and a man that wants to give you money for giving him sugar. So it's really a conversation with you, yourself, and you, okay? Not with anybody else. And like you guys know, I am a true believer in get it how you live, but I will warn you that you need to be careful. You need to be careful with these sorts of situations or arrangements, need I? Because they can get dangerous and you can get snubbed. Insert story time because I always have a story. When I lived in Texas, I had a friend and she was a sex worker. She told me about a situation where she got snubbed. So at the time, she worked at a club and it was like a super bougie club. Like she made so much money. She lived in a high rise, like overlooking Lake Travis. Like she was killing it. So one night, this guy comes in to her club and he basically invites her to go back to his um, and hook up and he was going to pay her. So she was down for the cause and she went back to his. They did the deed and after when she, you know, is expecting the payment, he was like, oh, I don't have it. He was like, I don't have it. So I remember she tells me, she's like, Kim, I lost my shit. He made me feel like nothing. She was like, I was cussing. I was screaming. She was like, I packed all my shit. She was like, I went to the front door and right by the front door, he had a crystal glass of his grandmother's ashes and I took it and I just threw it and it shattered all over the ground and I ran for my fucking life. She's like, it's not as great as they make it seem. Sometimes you get snubbed. So she got snubbed out of thousands of dollars. So while I know like being a sugar baby is like a more glamorized version of sex work, it still is sex work. And so you do need to like make sure if that's the route that you want to go down, that you're being safe and that you learn the game because it is a game and it's an entire finesse. Um, So if I were you... The question you should be asking is not whether your friends approve. Do you approve and are you down to learn the game? Because it is a game. And if you don't play the game right, then you'll lose your dignity. Honestly, those were really solid confessions. Nice and versatile. A lot of great chat. A lot of good conversation. I hope if you sent in that confession, you were listening closely because that's my opinion. That's my advice. This is all coming from me. Um, you don't have to listen to my opinion. You don't have to listen to my advice, but that is what I would say in those scenarios. If you have a question or a confession, you can DM me on Instagram or TikTok at Rich Little Broke Girls. Or if you want to be completely anonymous, you can send me a note at www.richlittlebrokegirls.com backslash confess. Send me your confession. Totally anonymous. I'll never know it was you. 
So last night I went out, I went out for the first time this year and I went to Socialista, which is the club lounge component of Cipriani. Um, if you're familiar with the New York landscape, it's in Soho and it's right above the Broadway um, Cipriani. The drinks are $50, which I learned the hard way. Um, my friends had like a table and I was going to join them, of course, but I got there before them. So I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll just get, you know, a drink at the bar while I wait. I went to go get my drink and after I ordered, he gives me the tab and it's like $50. And I'm like, oh, I, I only ordered one. And he's like, oh, club pricing, club pricing. I'm like, excuse me? A spicy mezcal marg for $50? $50? So that is the first and last time I will ever buy a drink at Socialista for myself. Um, but I was there and it's cool vibes. Like it's nice and dark, um, pretty intimate because it's smaller. It gives like living room vibes, kind of like Miami energy, if I would have to say. Um, I love it. It's great. Great crowd, great people. I've met a lot of amazing people and friends there. Um, so yeah, I was down to just have a night, join my friends on a table and um, leave before like 1 a.m. So anyways, while I was there, you guys know I'm single, kind of mingling, not focused on mingling, but I am such a flirt. And when I'm out and about, I have the gift of gab. So this guy is like chatting me up and we're having good conversation. Like he's chill. I'm not really that interested, um, but he's chill. We're having like a good conversation. Let's call him James. So James and I are chatting and I don't know how we're like in the middle of a club where people are partying and dancing. And he's like, so like, what are you looking for? <laughs> and it was in that moment that I defined my 2023 dating approach case by case. That's what I told him out of my mouth. I was like, oh, it's case by case. And this is what I mean by case by case, because I then had to explain what that meant because I sounded like a psycho. Um, case by case means case A, we become friends. Case B, you're my husband. There's no in between. There is no in-between for me right now. I am not entertaining tomfoolery. I'm not entertaining pure fuckery. Like, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just not doing it. So yeah, very much case by case. That is my 2023 dating approach. I thought it was really funny, um, but also like very much about me. You know, like it's either you are my husband and I know instantly because we have that strong of a connection and we're inseparable or like, dude, we can just be friends. Like, I think a lot of times like us women forget, like we can actually be friends with these guys. We probably work in the same or adjacent industries. Like we obviously like to go to the same places. Like, let's just be friends. So I am down for a new straight male friend. And that's what I mean when I say case by case. But anyway, back to the evening, I told this guy case by case, he chuckled, he thought it was a little bit funny, and then he proceeds to ask me for my number. Like I said before, I wasn't too interested, but I was like, you know what, like this could potentially be a friend, somebody that I can, you know, get to pay for my $50 socialista drink next time. Um, so I was like, okay, cool, like sure, I'll give you my number. He hands me his phone. It's probably around like 1230 at this point, almost time for me to make my Irish exit. And I'm typing in my digits and he gets a call from, let's say, Amber. And I'm like, who's Amber? And he's like, 
oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why she's calling me. I was like, dude, you know what? Like, I wasn't even interested like that, but you were really trying to court me talking about, oh, let me take you to dinner. I don't want to go to dinner with you. You have a girlfriend. I don't want any parts in that. So I gave him back his phone because I also don't want to be friends with a slimy guy like that. I'm just not into it. Amber was calling you, tend to Amber. Um, but yeah, my 2023 dating approach is case by case. It's either I know that you're my husband or we are just friends, but there is no in between. Sorry. Like every other waking moment of my life this year, I'm focusing on me, which you guys already know. So case by case. So earlier in the episode, I told you guys that I had my own certified tip for the girls. Now, this season, when I have guests on, the final question on every single interview is, what's your certified tip for the girls? And so I thought to myself, I want to start doing the same thing. Like, I have so many certified tips for the girls. So this week, I have my very first certified tip for the girls. This tip is for your kitty or what we hope to be a pretty kitty. This is your sign to get laser, guys. If you have not started your laser journey, you need to start it. Let me give you the backstory on my laser journey. I notoriously had full, thick bikini hairs, if we may. And I would get ingrown hairs. I would get scars. I was so embarrassed about my bikini area that if I went to the beach in a bikini, I would literally put makeup on like my bikini line because I just didn't like the scars. I didn't like the little ingrowns. Like I was so self-conscious. I was so beyond insecure. And then I learned about laser, which has changed my life. When I tell you guys I am bare, I am bare. It changed my life. I started getting laser probably during the pandemic, um, and it was just the best decision ever. So if you are like super insecure about your bikini area, then definitely get it. TMI, but I have laser from my happy trail to my and it was the best decision ever. I go to Sev Laser. It's pretty affordable. I mean, they did recently do like price increases with everything else and inflation in the world. It used to be $80 a session. Now it's like $100 a session, but worth it. It's been a couple of years since going, so I don't go as often. Um, I really don't need to because the hair grows back really faint. So the day of your laser, you're supposed to shave anywhere from 24 to 48 hours before you get it. Why? Because your skin needs to be bare and they're literally lasering the hair follicles. They're like burning them. And when you're in there, you'll know they're burning them because it smells like burning flesh. Um, But yes, you're supposed to shave prior. I one session shaved probably like an hour before I went. When I tell you I got burned, I got burned. I had the biggest burn. And the reason why I got burned is because my skin was irritated when I went and sat down for them to laser it. So you a thousand percent do not want to shave an hour before your laser treatment, like shave two days before at the least, like seriously. In terms of the pain, I know everyone's question is the pain because it's on your bikini area. And like, if you're gonna do the full Brazilian, honey, they are getting in there, lips and all. The pain is painful. 
It is painful. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, oh my God, it's the easy. No, it's painful. You're going to feel it, especially when they start to get, you know, deeper and deeper and deeper in there. It's painful, especially when they hit your back door. It is painful. Is it worth it? A hundred thousand percent. Is there any residual pain? Absolutely not. Like it's painful in the moment, literally when it zaps, but like after you don't feel the pain. It's little like zapping noises. It's like and they move it really, really quickly. While they're giving you the laser, they have like this tool that blows really, really cold air on like your bikini area. So it kind of alleviates some of the pain going on with the burning. I absolutely love laser. I am a thotty hottie and will throw on a bikini and go to the beach any day. Like I am so confident about my bikini area. While you're doing the laser, like the hair's not going to grow back. Like it'll just start to like fall out, um, which is actually really bizarre. So if you're going like consistently, you're not going to see any hair growing because they're constantly burning it off. Now that I don't go as often, my hair grows back, but it's like peach fuzz, very light. So when I do shave, like I'm not getting any bumps, I'm not getting any scars, nothing. It has changed my life. I'm probably going to start going back to get laser around like summertime. I don't know. I'm not seeing anyone. I'm not dating anyone. Like I am basically celibate, been celibate now for, oh my God, since June. God, it's been a, it's been a long time. I don't care to go and get laser. Like no one's seeing me. I don't need to walk around naked. I also have not had any trips to the beach booked. Um, but this summer I want to do a lot of vacationing. You guys know I'm going to do a rich little broke girls event somewhere tropical. Um, so I'll probably start my laser process up again, but yes, my one certified tip for the girls is get your kitty laser. Do you want a pretty kitty? Especially if you're insecure about it, it will change your life it will literally change your life and you will be so confident and you'll want to walk around naked you might even start doing porn like that's how beautiful your kitty is going to be so yes go get the laser <laughs> well guys we've reached the end of another incredible episode of rich little broke girls thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me for this i don't know if it's going to be an hour long i don't know how long this episode's going to be um it was pretty random but a lot of fun to wrap it up it is time for our weekly pick me up. You guys absolutely loved the weekly pick me up last week. Um, if you didn't listen to rebrand era, make sure that you head over, listen to it. Amazing pick me up. Um, I also have it timestamped. So if you just want to hear the pick me up, go to the description and find the timestamp and you can just jump to the pick me up. Um, but this week's shot is sent over by my favorite author, one of my favorite authors, Paolo Coelho from his 1994 book, By the River Piedra. I sat down and wept and he wrote this. Every day, God gives us the sun and also one moment in which we have the ability to change everything that makes us unhappy. Every day, we pretend that we haven't perceived that moment, that it doesn't exist, that today is the same as tomorrow. But if people really pay attention to their everyday lives, they will discover that magic moment. This quote was my background for majority of 2022, and I made some of the biggest changes in my life in 2022, and I'm so proud of myself for doing it. So my message to you this week is, you know, if you're feeling stagnant or stuck 
overwhelmed or unhappy, take some time this week to perceive that magic moment. Take the time to make the hard decisions, whether it's the tiniest decisions or the biggest decisions, the tiniest changes or the biggest changes, make your bed in the morning or leave that man alone or quit your job. Whatever it is, we have so much power in our moment. So take time, perceive the moment and just know that every single day the sun rises is another opportunity to change whatever it is in your life that makes you unhappy. So try it this week and let me know how it goes. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Rich Little Broke Girls. While you're here, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Tell me how much you love me. And don't forget to join me wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday for a new episode. I host Rich Little Broke Girls events all the time. So please text RLBG to 888-298-1772 so I can add you to my guest list. See you guys so soon.